Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This episode of Rise Up is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. For being such a beloved listener of Blake and mine, we truly appreciate you. And for those of you who don't know, I love to also dabble in cosmetics and skincare. I just like that it helps people feel more confident or more creative. And one of my favorite items, my 4D mascara, gives you the look of falsies. We're going to give it to you 15% off. Now, I'm not allowed to like publicly let people know about this, but because I'm in your inbu- your earbuds, your inbuds, I mean, it Kind of pretty much is in better your, than outbuds. you know. Hey, I'm like in your earbuds right now, guys. So we're kind of private, right? This is intimate. So go to minutewithmary.com slash discount to check out that 15% off my 4D mascara. I am not thrown away my shot. I am not thrown away my shot. Yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not thrown away my shot. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome back to Rise Up. It's a podcast dedicated to the smash Broadway hit, Hamilton. So sit back, relax, and let's raise a glass to freedom. Everybody and welcome. My name's Mary Larson. My name's Blake, and today is going to be a special episode, a very special episode, very special of Rise Up. You know, and you know why it's so special? Because today I was actually uh, once again uh, driving and jamming out to my favorite album uh, right now. And once again, people were staring at me and wondering, <laughs> "The hell's that guy doing?" You know. But you know, I find myself jamming out today to Washington on your side. Ooh. And it's just one of those songs that it creeps up on you. And you're like, man, this is really good. This is just really good. It is fantastic. It's not just good, it's fantastic. And I got a, ch- I got a chance to think about it. And I, and I loved everything about that song because for me, it just represented all of the things that people saw in Hamilton that were bad. And that is what propels the rest of the story once we get, you know, into that second act of the play itself. And I thought, you know, there's no show that doesn't rely on its supporting characters. You you need to have good supporting characters because if you don't, then what the hell are we doing here? Right. Like the movie Dazed and Confused. You know who the main who the main character is. It's it's the kid with the long hair, and he's the one that gets you know beaten throughout the day and whatever. He's the freshman, but I don't really remember Dazed and Confused because of the long kid hair. Even though he touches his nose constantly, like like he grabs like the center of his like the bridge of his nose, and it, it, and you once I once you see that you can't unsee it. Okay, but I remember that movie specifically because of Ben Affleck. I remember that movie because of Matthew McConaughey. 
Yeah, all right, all right, all right. That's where it comes yes. from. Yes. All of these supporting characters, Liv Tyler was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these great characters were in this film, and they had about, you know, 10 minutes worth of, of screen time, maybe a little bit more, like total. Yeah. And that's what makes that movie so great. And I thought about that in terms of Hamilton and Washington on your side, and I was like, you know, that's... That's kind of apropos yeah. for, for for this play. Would you agree with all of that? Yes. I think I, I think so. I would agree. I think so. So have you, before we get into this whole thing, have you been jamming out to any songs recently of Hamilton and things that like just... I wish, but I've been spending a lot of time with my children. And so we've been rocking out to The Descendants 1, The Descendants 2, or The Descendants 3 movie soundtrack. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> and it's gotten to be so repetitive that I now like several of these songs. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. One what's, kiss, one what's kiss. your favorite one? What's your favorite? I For those my... of you who don't know, what is The Descendants? The Descendants is a movie series on the Disney Channel, kind of like how they did all those high school musical movies. Um, and it's all about the children of Disney characters. So Belle and Beast's son, Gaston's son, Ursula's daughter, <laughs> Maleficent's daughter, um, and how they're all interacting. So uh, so you've been singing. Good. So like, what's your favorite one? So I mean, let's just get it out there. Let's just get it out there. Well, right now it's been "What's My Name." Oh, see now that's a that's a sneaky good song. Thank you. The Uma one. Yeah, yeah, it's a sneaky good what's one. What's my name? What's my name? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's. A, I'm giving it no justice whatsoever. But just know that uh, if you need a guilty pleasure binge, if you get the flu anytime soon, and you're like, I need six hours worth of show. The Descendants, one, two, and three, might be worth it. <laughs> All right, but before we get into chatting actually about what we're here for, uh, we would love to remind you to subscribe to this podcast. You could find us all sorts of social media outlets by searching Mary and Blake, or you can simply head to maryandblake.com to find out about all of our podcasts and blogs. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have been anywhere in the world tonight, but you're here with us in New York City. Are you ready for a cabinet meeting? Huh? The issue on the table. So tonight, we are talking about why a show can only be as good as its supporting cast. From George Washington to Charles Lee... <laughs> Did you just want to say, like, Charles Lee? <laughs> Characters, big or small, may br- make or break your journey. So let's see who makes the most impact. Well, you know, it's it's a very good question. I'm a little sick, guys. Ma- Mary is a little sick, so, you know, she. you should be I'm very trying. proud of her. She's she's pulling through, I'm rising man. up. She's my... <laughs> You're not throwing away your shot. I'm not. That's what it really comes down to today. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of great characters in in, in Hamilton, and... They all play off of each other in some form or fashion. And when you actually see the play, it's even better because you have, you know, actors playing multiple characters throughout the play. Yeah. And it has a great visual vocabulary to it because even though they are the same people, they have different characteristics, different costumes, but they're, they have remnants of each other throughout interwoven yeah they're all interwoven and it reminds you again it gives you that visual cue even if subconsciously that someone like um marquis de lafayette he's played by the same guy who plays uh thomas jefferson and you think about that and you're like 
yeah, Lafayette is always a part of Hamilton's life, regardless of whether or not he's actually in the mm-hmm. in the first or second act. He's still a part of his life. And it's apropos that the guy who plays Lafayette is played by Thomas Jefferson because they're both Francophiles within. I mean, Lafayette is French and Thomas Jefferson is a Francophile and in, in, or at least considered so within the play itself. So yeah. it's apropos that yeah. it's like that. When you think about it, Mary, who is your favorite side character in Hamilton and why? Oh, my gosh. I don't have a favorite. Get out of here. Stop that. I have favorites. All right. Well, give me your top, give me your top three. Oh, okay. Well, I have to give, give it up for my boy, George Washington, because yes. he's like one of my favorite characters because I just adore him. And he's like Gryffindor through and through. And I cry when he sings. <laughs> oh, let me tell you what I wish I'd known. Okay, oh. I'll cry. Okay, tell me. Oh, when he sings like, one last time. Oh, oh my God. Oh, like, forget seriously, about it. I just want to like, I want him to teach me how to be an adult. Like, that's what I need, George Washington. Can you tell me? I just told Blake, I said, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be sick and a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> George, can you please? Um, you feel so, like George Washington would be an excellent stay-at-home parent? Like, he would be able to be like, he, he'd like get it all done. Yeah. Like, you feel like he would, he would make it all work. And he's like a real adult. <laughs> like, he's a real adult. Yeah. You know? He's the father of our country. He's a real adult. He has to be. Yes. Um... <laughs> I adore, let's see, <sighs> you know, it's been funny because I love Eliza. How can you not? Like, but I don't even, right. see, even see her as a side character. Like, she's a main character to me. She's like a sub main yeah. character. So, I mean, I got to give props, but <laughs> I've got this, like, I've got this really funny one who I haven't been able to shake and I love Lafayette, love it. I love like his swagger, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna give my third one to James Madison. Why? <laughs> if you haven't seen the play, you don't know why. But when I, I just, I've just seen Hamilton three times this year. Yes, James Madison. <laughs> He's sick the whole time. <laughs> he's always got the <laughs> he's hanky. He's got a hanky. And I just love like his like little neck movements and how he's just following around Jefferson. He's got these little like little bits. You know what I mean? Where he'll just be like um uh France. <laughs> and now, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's got like these little one-line zingers and um I didn't notice it as, you know, when I was listening to it cuz you almost don't even know who it is when you're just listening to the soundtrack. Sure. But now that I've seen it and I didn't pick up on it at first, I was like, god, this poor actor has a runny nose. And then I saw it the second time and I was like, oh, it's the props that you don't get them mixed up with uh with Hercules Mulligan. Yeah, with Hercules Mulligan. You don't get mixed up with him. And um and then I just became loving this hysterical, like curmudgeon-y little character. So there you go. <laughs> How about you? Well, no, you got I get I wanted the top three from you. Who's that your, was three. Well, because no, I'm not really using Eliza. Oh, okay, I mean, that's okay. why I'm saying like I said George Washington, Eliza, and then because I got these like two big ones, James Madison. But if I'm not counting Eliza, because I don't really see her as like a side character. Yeah, like like you said, we, we she's like a sub Protagonist. Philip Hamilton. Philip Hamilton is 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 yes. where you're at. Okay. Yes. Like uh, like if I had to really go, if I had to go, not counting Eliza, I would do George, Philip, and then James. Okay. So let's go into this at least for me, knowing that Eliza is kind of a sub protagonist, where she's she's not the main character, 
but she's not... I mean, she's the leading female. Yes. Right. So I would... But she's not the main character, and she's not even on the level of Aaron Burr, in my opinion. She revolves around Hamilton. You know what I mean? Like, her story revolves around Hamilton's story. Whereas someone... Someone like Burr, his story revolves around himself yes. uh, and intertwines with Hamilton's. And Hamilton, his story revolves around himself. Same thing with like Washington. Washington is not a main character necessarily, but he's also not just a prop character either. He, he has his own story that he has to go through. He has, like Eliza, his own journey. Uh, and he fulfills that journey by the end of the play. But his story within the context of the play revolves around Hamilton. So I think it's kind of the, the, the same thing. Having said that, mm-hmm. having said that, uh, I would say that if we want to put Eliza and George Washington aside, which I'm, I'm happy to do, uh, Thomas Jefferson, the way that his story collides with Hamilton's and what he does in order to be the protagonist and antagonist to Hamilton uh, as like a sub antagonist, I'm really into that character. I think he's great, uh, and I love the songs. I love he has personality. Mm. He has characteristics that aren't just like song what? characteristics. Um, his characteristic, like the way that he approaches things, uh, his arrogance almost. Um, he thinks he's smarter than everybody else, but and he kind of is, but he isn't. And like the way that he does the uh, the dance and what did I miss? What uh yeah what what did I miss like the way that he does like the whole like thing with his arms and his legs once again it's like this if you've only heard it just go find the pirated version on YouTube right right um <laughs> and there's purists who are like darn you Mary no no I will not <laughs> and he's naturally funny as a character unlike James Madison who's there he's the opposite he's. Yeah. Literally just there to be like the bump on the log. Yeah. Matt, Madison is there because he's <laughs> I like there. like that we enjoy the two others. <laughs> but uh, he's not just there. He's got zippy one-liners, Blake. Yeah, but Give it's, him credit. But his, his characteristics aren't nothing more than what the play needs him to Correct. be. As a character, Jefferson really stands out. I didn't know I was supposed to be getting like deep and stuff, man. I was no, just no, no, no. You don't have to. I'm dig. just I'm telling you oh, who I'm okay. digging, why I'm digging him. Uh I'm also finding myself really liking Mariah Reynolds. Oh. Uh, and I, what? I, I just think Mariah Reynolds is another, like, one of these naturally made characters within the play itself. And it's not necessarily her actions or whatever, it's like the way that she sings. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Jessica Rabbit. Okay, well now we know why. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit is is every every person my age and younger, or well, a little bit older, like that that generation. Yeah, you're young. Ooh boy, were you like even born when Who Framed Roger Rabbit came out? Yeah, of course. I yeah, was. you were. Of course, but I was. were you allowed to go to the movies? Uh, well, my first movie I ever saw in the movie theater, yeah, was uh, Goodfellas. That was in 1992. Okay. So I was 92. I was nine. Yeah, this came out in 88. This Who Framed Roger Rabbit was the first movie that I ever got to see in a movie theater, and it traumatized me. Really? Oh, no. Goodfellas was 90. So I was seven. I'm sorry. I was was seven. Yeah, so this is 88. So you weren't going to the movies yet. No, I was not going to the movies. And they like, my aunt and uncle babysat me. You're like six months older than me. Get out of here. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. How old? How much older than you? You're like 
10 months, whatever. 10 months and two days. Whatevs. It's all the same. It's not <laughs> like you're like, it's not like you're 50 and I'm 32. Anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah, my aunt and uncle were babysitting me and I was six mm-hmm. and they took me to see Who Framed Roger Rabbit where some guy melts. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd just melts into a green goo. And he lets his eyeballs pop out. <laughs> It's like guns. You know, that Guys. was kind of scary. Y- you think? <laughs> I saw it in a, for the mo- the first time in a movie theater. Yeah, that guy. That... I was looking at things that are like a thirteen inch screen, <laughs> stereo, like not even stereo sound, mono sound. <laughs> and then this happened. And Christopher to me. Lloyd's face melts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of scary. As yeah. I, I remember that. I yeah. remember that. That's funny. Uh, well, Mariah Reynolds is this side character that is, you know, she, like Jessica Rabbit, at least for the purposes of this show, is the epitome of sex. Um, and she is the epitome of um, lust. And yeah. I think that's a great characteristic to have <laughs> when it comes to the show. Like, yes. because what else? <laughs> what else would... Uh, drive Alexander Hamilton to do the things that he does with her, um, and I find that interesting as as a side character. And lastly, the one that I think I, I I'm surprised that you haven't said, and I think is fairly obvious, is the king. Oh, see, I think it, you're right. You're the, right. The king is is a he's fan, so good. He's a fantastic side character, uh, and and I wanted to get your opinion on this because. The king, I think, serves as like a a way in for the audience. Yes, like he's, he's the literally. audience. He's the audience surrogate, in yes. my opinion. You, you, when you see the story, you see, you can see it through his eyes. And the funny thing is, is that it's a crazy set of eyes. It's a totally bananas yes. set of eyes. Yes. But when you see him uh, dancing, when they're talking about never going to be president now, you're never going to be president now. Once again, though, oh, yeah, this is what's hard. That's true. This is what's hard for these characters is that like, if you're talking about what you know after you've seen them versus after hearing it. Sure. But even hearing it, the king is delicious. Even, even hearing it. He's what made us fall in love. You get the sense that... There are larger things at play within this musical than just Hamilton and Burr. It, it gives you a world, a, a more worldly perspective. Mm-hmm. And the king also calls it like he sees it within this play. Saying, like, Adams, who the, I know him. That can't be. He can't be the president. And talking uh, about the about the United States itself, he helps keep it in perspective. And as a side character, you need that perspective, and you need the in. Uh, we we've always talked about Lost, and the in is who, my darling, for Lost. Hurley, Hurley, Hurley. Hurley is absolutely the end because there's all these crazy things happening. There's the island and there's the smoke monster and guys, where are we? And the whole thing hatches. And then there's just Hurley eating ranch. <laughs> for those of you who don't watch Lost, we're apologizing. I know. But but still, like you always need that character where you can sit there as an audience member and say, OK, I get that. I, or at least I can recognize how silly that might be. Another character I want your opinion on, Mary. Yeah. The other character that I feel like is an audience surrogate, if you will, is 
uh, Angelica Schuyler. What is your take on Angelica? And do you think that she serves as an audience surrogate? No. How come? <laughs> I just didn't feel that way. I felt like she was her own character. You know, I thought that until Eliza was able to be the leading woman, Angelica was. Until Eliza found her voice in the play, Angelica was the leading female voice. Sure. So when do you feel like that transition happened between the two? <sighs> When Alexander messed up his life and slept with Maria. Ah, gotcha. So you you felt like that Angelica was more of a lead act, a lead character than Eliza all the way up until Burn. Yeah. Really? Uh, no. I'm t- hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Because I'm the thing through. that I would say, I mean, once she left, once she left for England, then. Yeah, it was more time because, you know, then they were living their life and they got to practice and take a break. You know, yeah. like that's when, yeah, that's when I feel like Eliza took over. Because I would say that the song where... I hope people don't mind that I literally like sing the spots because I can't be like, <laughs> oh, you know, on this track. <laughs> I would say that the song uh, that I think where Eliza becomes her own character and she gets her own agency, uh, well, not agency, but when she takes the mantle, I think, from Angelica, would be, that would be enough. It would be, that would be enough because yes. she's trying yes. to convince Hamilton that Agreed. their life is enough. Oh, and she's pregnant. Yeah. And she's pregnant. Yes. That And I think, I'm not sure if that gives her agency necessarily. I mean, she does, she makes her own decision. She writes to, she writes to Washington to get Hamilton back home so he can be there with the, for the birth of his child, yeah. which that's some agency. It, it's it's decision making that is outside of what, you know, is like uh, plot mechanics, right? It, she doesn't write Washington because that's what the plot demands. She does it because that's what she does as a character. That's her own choice. Mm-hmm. The, the, the plot doesn't demand that Hamilton have to go home. He doesn't have to. It yeah. just, it is what it is. She writes and they find a way to get him to go home. Although, one thing I would say that there, when she gets her real agency is the song Burn. When she when she uh, finally tells Alexander. That's what everyone's like. Screw. Eliza, where have you been all my life? <laughs> and everyone starts sobbing. That's when you start, start sobbing. Yeah. And then you don't stop. Yeah, because it, it's from that point on where you just you just keep going. You're you, like, oh, Alexander, you messed up. Yeah, because from there you have you have burn, uh, you have blow us all away, oh. um, you have stay alive, uh, the reprise. Which come on now, I just can't. I like want to cry already just hearing the titles. I know it, that's it. You you feel so good. You're laughing. You're having a great time, and then burn happens, and you're sobbing, and you don't stop. Seriously, <laughs> two, two like three or four songs before that is the Adams administration. Yes, when when the king is dancing around saying you're never gonna, gonna be, be president, president now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's oh, that's actually the Reynolds pamphlet. I'm sorry, but whatever. Like. It, you, the next song is Burn, and, you, and you're starting to sob. Uh, yeah. And then you blow us all away, stay alive. And then it's quiet uptown. Like, come on, man. It, it, and none of these songs are possible without 
the side characters. You're not laughing at the king if the king doesn't exist. You're not sobbing at It's Quiet Uptown if Eliza doesn't quietly sing back It's Quiet Uptown. That's why these side (laughs) characters are so important. Uh, And and. But we 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 got up, we kind of got off on a tangent okay. here. Which where, is, where are we going? We we were talking about uh, in, Angelica, and so you don't feel that she is the <laughs> speaking of which. What does your mind when you say the name Angelica just go? And Peggy. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> I like what your mind does. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of go with Aunt Peggy. To like, does anyone else have this issue? I'm assuming you do, because this is why we're all here. Um. So Angelica for you is not an audience surrogate. Like she doesn't, you don't see the story through her in your opinion? Uh, no. No. I mean, you see the, no. <laughs> that's okay. It's, like, that's okay. No, if you don't, if you don't think so, that's fine. I think, yeah, I see her as her own person. It's okay if you do. And And I think I do only because... Like the king, she is off and she's doing her own thing. Like we have the beginning of the story where she like sees Hamilton and she kind of like, like her sister kind of falls in love with him, at least the way that it's written within this story. Uh, But then she goes off and she sees what's happening in Hamilton's life from afar. And she dips in and out and she provides this like almost like a Greek chorus kind of thing where you're like, they're they're going on vacation. They're coming back, I, and then and then Hamilton does what he does by cheating on Eliza, and she goes, "I'm not here for you. I'm here for my sister. She's amazing. She's crazy. Like she's unbelievable. And you've done wrong because you're a scumbag. Yeah, yeah, big scumbag. So, with that in mind, because I kind of think that Angelica is a little overrated in this story. I love Angelica. As I said, I think you need her because Eliza doesn't find her voice until she's cheated on. Or no, she finds her voice. Sorry, we. She finds her voice beforehand when they're married, mm-hmm. and she, you know, wants him to stay home. But then you really love Eliza mm-hmm. at burn. That's true. Whereas Angelica is just so extroverted and has such a big, powerful voice, and has got some like amazing swagger. Yes. <laughs> just, Total female swagger that you can't help but like smile. And then you find that she was crushing on Hamilton. You're like, damn, this just got juicy. Am I watching The Real Housewives? What's going on? Um, Prostitution. (laughs) So you have a lot of fun uh, watching Angelica. You enjoy her. You enjoy her freedom of ease of speaking to a gentleman who is not her husband, who's not a brother. You know what I mean? Like she's very open in this show with him, which is not how we traditionally see those roles in that time. Sure. So my, again, my choice for the overrated character, the one that could, I think, hmm, I'm not saying most easily written out, but it's close, would be Angelica. I'm not huge on, I like the songs that she is in. She's obviously very talented. She, uh, whoever plays her, uh, they got to have a big voice. They got to have that swagger that you talked about. But I'm just not in love with the character because I just don't feel like she does anything other than just comment on what's happening. She doesn't really spend like a sausage fest for like an hour. That's true. And until intermission, you're just like, man, man, man. <laughs> Having said that though, who then and I'm I'm 
pretty sure it's going to be a man. Uh, who then is your most overrated character in terms of the side characters within the story as it happens in either act one or act two? Like you, you make yourself to be a big deal and you're not. Yes. Um, as a male? Or, or, uh, no, or, or anybody. I mean, who, who do you think is the most overrated character within the, the story? Like, who do you think gets praise, but probably you could, you could do without? Like, historically? No, no, just within the story itself, within, within the play. Like, you're like, okay, like I, like I Hercules said. Hercules Mulligan. Really? Hercules Mulligan! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm just looking at the list of characters. I don't know who, like... I don't know who you expected to pick. You can pick anybody that you want. James it's, Madison. J- Fine, <laughs> I'll pick James. You just said that he's one of your favorite characters. So what? Doesn't mean that he has a purpose. He doesn't have a purpose. <laughs> he just copies what Jefferson says and blows his nose. That's, James Madison would be my pick, but I think that that's why I like him. You're, yeah, you're living a little bit of a contradiction here, no, my darling. No, I'm not saying he's important. I'm saying that I enjoy him. I'm saying that seeing when I see Hamilton now, I am paying particular attention to the more minute things, that when there's like so for those of you who haven't seen it when people are singing and there's like the chorus singing behind them people are positioned all throughout the stage just to be in the background and what i love is watching what those people do and sometimes they're in character and sometimes they're not they're just the chorus and so by having had the great great uh pleasure of being able to see it now multiple times i am watching these smaller characters james madison completely useless completely useless (laughs) but if you have the chance to watch him you could tell the actor who is playing him is like, I am going to flip and own this. Right. So James can disappear and I will not notice. Who is the most underrated in your opinion? Who is the one person where you're like, this person is not getting enough praise. This this character is like, I, I look at this one and I'm like, yeah, I like this person. I like this character, but it just, they they don't have this, a whole ton of like, buzz they don't move the needle but they for you they do i mean george washington does he get the buzz i don't know who's off limits this is where it's difficult like you're saying side characters but is there like a jv team and a varsity team and am i supposed to pick him from the jv team oh i think you can pick from the any of the characters that your heart desires i would say that washington gets buzz he moves the needle okay i mean he has one last time one last time is is so am i looking for someone who doesn't really have like their own song because there's very few people well like that's underrated like who who whoever is underrated is not getting a lot of buzz but should be so jefferson is off because he makes buzz yes he he's got some buzz the king is off because he makes buzz he moves the needle too Someone like John Lawrence, I think, would be a, a tad underrated. Uh, I would, I would even say Charles Lee would be a little underrated. No, he, what evs to him? <laughs> what flippin' evs? Samuel Seabury. <laughs> you know, he's the one who, who I'm sings. Samuel Seabury, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being out the rebels. Fine. No. Um. I mean, does Lafayette count? Lafayette can count. There we go. That's who I would pick. I mean, it's... it's because you sit there and you go, oh my gosh, how many words did you just say? Yeah, in guns and ships. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Um, I would... Hmm. Lafayette is a good one. 
Because there's some buzz there. He's one of like he's this in the is, wolf this pack. Is a very difficult question. That, and that's why I asked it. Because I don't really know who's buzzing and who's not buzzing. And then I just feel like I'm just gonna keep saying James Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Because once again, someone who's under the radar, but like I'm really proud of the work they do, James Madison. So he's he's both equally overrated and underrated. <laughs> yes. So he's just he's rated. overrated. He's overrated just on the soundtrack. Okay. Underrated on stage. Oh, look at you with the You're quality welcome. answer. Mic drop. Boom. Boom. Excellent <laughs> job. Excellent job. Uh, another underrated character. I feel like. Is probably Philip Hamilton. Philip is one of those characters. Philippe, Philip, what, whatever. I don't know. I'm calling I'm, him I'm from Philip Boston. Too. I'm Philip. calling him Philip too. <laughs> Why am I calling him Philip? No. Oh, you know what it is? <laughs> what? He's not Philip. That's Bill's horse's name. <laughs> I've been listening to the audiobook of Peter the Beast. Philip, where's Papa? <laughs> Take me to him. <laughs> It is, you hear, right? <laughs> Philippe. <laughs> it's Philip. <laughs> I'm just in France in my mind. Oh my god, Mary, I have to. Yeah, that was excellent. Good job. Good one. Just cross referencing so many things all at once. Whatevs. This uh, is how I roll. I would say that. <laughs> Now you got me saying Philippe. Philip Hamilton is one of those good characters, too, that makes an impact on the story. He's one of those things, one of those people that... But he has a song, and he dies. I feel like that's buzzworthy. This is where it's confusing. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's... I feel like you're asking for people who you don't remember their name, because their name isn't really like said that much, and you're like, who is that? Yeah. And you know who Philip is. So, uh, fair enough, fair enough. And yeah, you're right, because it's hard. It is hard to have an underrated character in Hamilton because they all play such a specific role now within I'm the show. Is it Philippe? No, it's Philip. <laughs> I just keep hearing Philippe. <laughs> Take me to him. Oh, my God. All right, so who who then, uh, and speaking of impact, then. Do I have to keep talking about buzzing and not buzzing? No, we're, we're, out, we're out on buzz. buzzing, okay? Uh, I'm, we're out on the buzz pot now. It, we're, we're, the, the needle has been moved. We're good now. In terms of the story itself, who do you think, as a side character, has the most impact on the story? Who is the one who physically, mentally, emotionally alters the plot, alters Hamilton, alters Aaron Burr, alters the story that we're watching? Slut Maria Reynolds. Mariah Reynolds. Whatever. <laughs> Mariah Reynolds. It is. God, you know what it is, guys? For those of you who really don't know me, um, I read as written. And Mariah is written as Maria. I'm Ron Burgundy. So, sorry. Yes, that's right. Mary is really Ron Burgundy. She will read whatever is on the prompter. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Go F yourself, San Diego. Anyway, yes, Mariah Reynolds. (laughs) Uh, Why do you say that she has the most impact on the story itself? Because she's got some contenders here. I mean, we do have your boy George. George has a big impact on this story. Love him. Yeah, I dig him. So which one do you think has the bigger impact? And which one do you think has the most... I think that Alexander Hamilton would have succeeded um, if someone else... Would, I mean, granted, like George. George and he were besties. You know, they they did a lot of good things together. Sure. So yes, maybe, maybe George. But aside from that, 
I mean, there was a pretty clear trajectory. And Alexander Hamilton had lots of different friends, tried lots of different things, and then <sighs> tried one more thing. Right. Sex with another woman. So I think I would agree with you that Mariah Reynolds probably has the most impact on what this story is trying to say. I think a close second... Like it completely veers, you know what I mean? Whereas... Sorry. But whereas the other people, it was like little drips, you know what I mean? They they made continual continual impacts. Sure. And I mean, they were there. Sure. Aside from like Aaron Burr. Who killed him. Who? <laughs> that's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that you know, you know what most underrated part of the play <laughs> um yeah aside from aaron burr i would probably say that mariah reynolds has the most impact and she's only on stage and she's only within the the soundtrack for what for one two songs at at most i, I mean we have say no to this for mariah reynolds yeah. and that's about it. And oh, and then she's on um yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I and it's funny because that character is on for so little yet she has such a major impact impact on what the story is trying to say. I think the close second would be Washington. Uh Washington is the kind of that fatherly figure, that anchor that the the story needs it needs that moral compass and i would say, i would argue that hamilton himself needs that moral oh, compass oh yes he does hamilton himself needs that moral compass because it's not i don't think that it is a coincidence that say no to this happens right when hamilton is at his lowest point when washington says you need to do this you need to figure out how to get all of this stuff done with the government and the bank. And you need to figure out how to get that legislation done. I can't do it for you. It's a lot of pressure. Because until then, he has kind of worked hand in hand with Washington. He's kind of been there with him. And at that lowest moment within the play so far, at that point, Hamilton goes and does something that was really wrong. I mean, and then and then even to, to that effect, we have uh, one last time where Washington goes away and then everything just falls apart even more. I mean, then we get to the Adams administration after I know him and the, Hamilton's world comes to a close. I know him. I, I know him. I know him. <laughs> hey, fun fact about that song, I Know Him. Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote that song thinking that you as the viewer had already seen the HBO miniseries Adams, John Adams. And there's this great scene with John Adams and the king in in the miniseries on HBO where Adams has to go see the king as the representative of the United States for like the first official visit of an American to the British Empire. And Adams is the one who does it. And it's this fantastic scene. Just an ungodly, awkward, beautiful scene between Paul Giamatti and the guy, whoever it is that plays the king of England. And it's just quiet and awkward and tense. And Lynn thinks that as a viewer, you've already seen that scene. So when when uh, the king says, I know him, that's that little guy I spoke to all those years oh. ago back in what, 85? Yes. Yeah. Lynn thinks that you've already seen it. Oh my god. So precious. it's like kind of like homework for you when you're when you're listening to this yeah. to this thing. And again, th- these are these 
side characters that give life to what this story is trying to accomplish. Yep. It's giving you a real uh, texture to the craziness that is Hamilton's life and the craziness of the relationship between Hamilton and Burr. But on the opposite side, we have the most easiest to erase. The one, the one character that you think if this if this show got rid of it would be it'd be fine we'd be okay if this show got rid of this one particular character who do you think would be that character it within within the terms of this story thought we already did that one no we didn't that was the most overrated but no no but the one that you could go back and say you're, you're out you're out i don't we don't need you um and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be that much of a problem it would be james madison <laughs> I feel like every answer you have today is James Madison. <laughs> Would you agree? I won't disagree. <laughs> I won't disagree. Um, I would say, though, hmm. I keep going back to Angelica. I keep going back Stop. to Angelica. I do. I do. No. Why? No. Why? If okay. you got rid of Angelica. Where is your female powerhouse voice in this musical? Eliza. No. She's, you don't think she's a powerful powerhouse voice? No. Why not? Okay. She's the Mandy Moore, and and Angelica <laughs> is Christina like- Christina Aguilera. Yeah. Is like the Amy Winehouse, Christina Aguilera, Kelly Clarkson, like, bring this house flipping down. You're, you're, you will not besmirch the good name of Rebecca Pearson. Stop. <laughs> you will not besmirch Listen, the good I name. Listen, I love Candy by Mandy Moore, okay? Candy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so do you even know what I'm talking about? I do know that That's song. Her first big single. She was like 15 years old. Oh God! I wonder, I wonder if she still listens to that and is like, uh, like John Mayer and she, Your Body Is a like, Wonderland. Yeah, she like gave it a shout out on her Instagram page because it like hit like 15 or 20 or a million years old. <laughs> 20 million. It was that in the T Rex. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so who could we get rid of and we wouldn't notice? Yeah, who do you who we would get rid of James Madison, we would not notice, except if you like want to go see the play and you were like, Where's the guy with the hanky? Uh okay. I got gotcha. you. Because I, I feel like in the soundtrack you don't even know who he is. We should just call this the James Madison episode. Guys, <laughs> seriously. And this is why I think I've loved it because I knew who almost everyone was on the soundtrack. Sure. You knew the person's voice, you knew what role they played, you were under able under able to understand what was going on. And then James Madison, I didn't really like know he really existed. He was just kind of there. Like, and then all of a sudden, I saw the play, and I was like, "Oh, that's who says that!" Oh my god, <laughs> Lafayette. I mean, uh, Jefferson didn't just like repeat himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I knew, but you know what I mean. All right, who's got the best song? Who has oh. the absolute best song of these of s- uh, of the side characters? Okay, so now you need to break it down: JV versus Varsity, because that's not fair. No, some of I, these I would say have songs. so. The only two that I think are sub main characters, and and even then, George Washington, uh, yeah, he does he does go across both acts. Um, the the only ones that kind of go across both acts are Washington, Eliza, and Angelica. Aside from that. Everybody else is either in one act or the other, right? For the mm-hmm. most part, yeah. Uh, I can't. I, I, the king, the king, kind of goes across all both acts. So I mean that that's a fair one too. But 
I would still say that they're all, except for Eliza, they're all pretty equal. This is so hard because I love so many of these songs. When I first fell in love with the play, it was The King. You'll be back. back. Absolutely. Like, that's when it hit me. And I was like, all right, I'm singing this every day. Like, what's going on? Um, (sighs) Burn makes me cry, even just listening to it and seeing it performed. Um, You can't stop but stop everything you're doing you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's not like a background song you're just like you feel it like there's so much emotion in it sure um but uh, i don't i don't know i just love my i don't know i don't know here why don't you go first i'm trying to debate you know i i i've I struggle with this too i think i struggle with a lot of these songs because hmm I would say, all right, here's my top three, I would say. Uh, Burn is incredible. Like, like stupid good. Like, just, and then when you watch it yourself and you see her burning the, the letter in like real time, um, and she actually has to sing the way that she does as she's trying to light this thing on fire. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Like, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, hold on. Wait, hold on. Let me, let me, yeah. Anybody got a lighter? Yeah. You know, that, that would be me. Like, I would, I would be freaking out. Um, <sighs> One last time. I know I've said that, know, that song like, that's multiple thing, times. I like, love George Washington. Uh, I would also say, God, another one. <sighs> You'll be back is great, and that would be enough. And Guns and Ships is also great. <laughs> Basically everything. Uh, and Washington on your side. Um, yeah. So this is a problem. When we're talking about a a musical that is so beautifully done as Hamilton, you can't pick a best song. It's hard. It's hard to pick one. I um, hmm. Washington on your side is a great one too because it really gives you an actual foothold in what Hamilton's antagonists are thinking. And it's combining both Jefferson and Aaron Burr at the same time. They're both working together and it happens naturally in Washington on your side. Um, and I, there's this great line, too, where he says, the Southern motherfucking Democratic Republicans. Yep. Like, I just think that is like it just shows you the kind of people that they are, what their goal is, how they're how they're not screwing around anymore. I'd like that. But the emotionality of Byrne is 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 paramount. I mean, it's it's incredible. All right. So now I've given you enough time. I've killed enough minutes. What do you got? You said them all. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. But you have no no thoughts on on either of them. I've been gushing about them all. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Another, I think, an underrated. Uh, we're going back to the underrated thing here a little bit. Uh, one song is the cabinet battles. The cabinet battles are great. The cabinet battles are what make I think this play pretty distinct. Because they don't make me cry. No, they don't make you cry, but they give you a really good sense of what the plot is trying to do. They give you a really good sense. They break down an, a, a peace treaty and potentially going to war with France in the form of a rap battle. How incredible is that? It's ballsy and it's awesome. I mean, the, the fact that you can talk about the, for, the formation of the National Bank in, in, in a Broadway hit and have it be cool is already awesome enough. But to be using those rap battles 
at the cabinet battles as a mechanism to get all of these characters together in a in a in a in a unique and fun but also kind of it's like a manufactured organic way <laughs> it's uh uh there, there, of course there wasn't any such thing as a rap battle at the time but it's an organic thing to get these guys together you're not going to have them just sitting in a room just talking um it's an organic way to get them together, even though it's totally manufactured at the same time. Uh, so I really like that. Uh, anything else that you have to say about uh, these these side characters, my love, that that make this story so great? You know, there's some people that I don't like love, like Samuel Seabury. <laughs> Yeah, not not great, Bob. But I will tell you, mm-hmm. there's this character that I like love, Who? John Lawrence. Now, why do you love John Lawrence so much? I love John Lawrence because I love the actor who I've seen portray him three times. Okay. And who also portrays Philip. Philippe. Yes. <laughs> Let me find out who he is. You talk for a moment. Yeah, yeah because... I'll, I'll get you. The, the, the thing with um, John Lawrence, and that's one of those things that if you're listening to the soundtrack... His importance, uh-huh. I think, is a little understated when you're listening to it. It feels a lot more present when you're watching it. It feels a lot more natural to the story when you're watching it. Because it's his movements, it's the way that he interacts with Hamilton, and we all know that Lawrence dies in the play. I mean, you hear it when you're listening to it, but when you're watching it, that there's something that happens where you're, you don't know that it's coming. If you've listened to the soundtrack a billion times, which I know you all have, you still don't, if you haven't seen it yet, you still don't know that there is something that happens with John Lawrence that will shock you. And it's because of that where I'm like, I wish John Lawrence had more of a presence within the soundtrack itself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like he has this presence in real time that is exciting and also heartbreaking. And that is integral to that character. It's integral to Hamilton's story, in fact. That's one of Hamilton's good friends who just, within, when you're within the context of the soundtrack itself, just happens to die and you don't really hear anything about it. You don't know it. He just, he, he says at the beginning of the soundtrack, and I died for him. And that's all you know about it. I know. That's all you know. Did you, did you get this guy's name no, yet or what? No. It's very difficult. There's different companies and they name them like, I'm pretty sure they name them like Angelica Company, Eliza Company, and the And Peggy Company. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure we saw the Eliza Company. Okay. So I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I I can only vamp so much on this. Okay. So what do you, what do you got for me? Well done. That's it. <laughs> Fair oh, enough. Hold on. Maybe I found it. We saw the Angelica Company. Okay. And did you find the guy's name yet? Hold on. I'm, I'm trying. Mary, I'm Mary trying. is actively looking. She she is actively trying to find this guy's name. She's frantically oh, scrolling. On. She's frantically scrolling. I don't think control I can find F. him. Fine. <laughs> command F. Give me command. No. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, that's it. I'm calling it quits. Executive decision. I'm done. If you find it when we're closing it out, you can say it then. 
Uh, anything else, uh, my love, about uh, the side characters that you enjoy in this show? And Or is that the end? That's the end because I'm desperately trying to fill in out who this guy is because he's like my favorite. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take this time to close out this show. And uh, I'm not saying that this will be the end of Rise Up. It probably will not be. But this may or may not be the... Uh, one of the one of the last shows that we do for a little bit uh, as we are now entering this is us season we are also doing watchmen and uh outlander will be coming back into season so you may get a, another episode here or there uh, from rise up but in the meantime please do look out for this is us 2 Outlander cast and also Watchmen with Mary and Blake will be doing that. Uh, this is us is actually currently active right now as we record this on September 30th. Uh, Outlander will be start will be active once again in February of 2020, and Watchmen with Mary and Blake will be active in October or November of 2019. So make sure you go to maryandblake.com to check out all of those shows. And all the podcasts and blogs that we do, including The Handmaid's Diaries, which I'm writing, which I'm very excited about. And that is that. Mary, you got the name yet or what? I found I found Eliza from ours, Hannah Cruz. Yeah, that's, you know, it's still not doing so much for me. No, nope, Still sorry, not doing so much. All right, let's close it out. You'll be back. Soon you'll see. You'll remember you belong to me. You'll be back. Time will tell. Remember that I served you well Oceans rise, empires fall We have seen each other through it all And when push comes to shove I will send a fully armed battalion To remind you of my love At some point I'll have to find out who this guy was Because he was so good So good, guys but I'm sorry. I just can't find out who it is. I can't believe you can't find this. You were like the Google stalker of a lifetime. I know. And you still can't find out who this guy is. Well, there's a lot of Hamilton tours going on. You know, on. we do have the Hamilton playbill right above you. You could probably look at that. <gasps> Must do it by the end of the song. Ma- Mary is looking at the playbill as we look. Okay. Because, yes, we do keep a playbill in our studio from the first time you're we welcome. saw Hamilton. You're welcome, guys. You're No, you're welcome because I'm the one who gave you the answer. Stop talking. <laughs> John Victor Corpus. Hold on. John Victor Corpus. That's a. I would not have pictured that as his name. No. What would you? What? What would you have picked it as? I don't even know. <laughs> She's and typing ever, it. Oh, it's him. Oh my Look god. Look at him. He's so cute. He is John Victor Corpus. Oh, oh my god. Victor with a K too. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Oh man, we found him. He's so good. And he's still playing this character, guys. Guys, you need to find him. You need to find him if Hamilton is coming to your to your state. He's so flipping good. I can't even handle it. I like his Twitter uh profile header. It says, "Were you in Hamilton?" No, that was Emma Stone. <laughs> that was good. That's pretty good. He only has He only has 1500 followers. Oh. Change that. Change that in a heartbeat. Change that, John, because, John, I have seen you perform now three times. I don't want to sound like a stalker because I didn't come see you on purpose. He's got photos from Providence. We're a joy. We're a joy. My favorite. Yes. Yeah, he does. He does have a whole Instagram story highlight of Providence. All right. Well, we got to close this bad boy up. Okay, everybody. 
We adore you. We always adore you. Thank you very much for helping uh, us put this together. My name's Mary. My name's Blake. And this is Rise Up.